Welcome. You're listening to Value Add with Lars Coburn, bringing conversations and reflections that add value to your life. So practically speaking, how do we do mentoring? I've really thought a lot about this because in youth ministry, often we try and pair up students with members of the congregation to try and create five key relationships. Because we've found in research um, done by the Fuller Youth Institute that students who stick with their faith, who commit and stay after high school, um, going to church and participating in Christian communities, it's not because of a thriving peer group. It's actually because of five key relationships carrying adults in their lives. So we often think about this idea of mentoring being this older with younger. But I've found that in church communities, it's this mutuality where young people are speaking into and participating with adults. And so it's not just about adults adopting young people. It's about youth and students and children and adults all being together in this life of the church and um, life of the family, really, where it's not so much about being just pushed off over into our age groups, uh, the seniors and the kids and the, the empty nesters and all of these different things, the young adults, whatever that means, the singles, the marrieds. Um, we want to be in these mutual relationships. So how does that practically look like? Well, the next three days, I'm going to take a look at how you might go about forming mentor groups um, for yourself and for possibly your church community. For us, the first key really important factor is storytelling. So in any uh, mentor group that I lead and the packets that I put together to try and encourage others to lead this way, I encourage them to do storytelling. That means that you have to get good at telling your story. Now, this is often in church settings, so most people often think like the story of how I got saved or my baptism story or my family history in the church and what my parents did in the church and then what I've done in the church. But for me, the real, real key important piece of storytelling is getting good at allowing questions to go deeper. So you got to kind of shorten it up. you got to get concise and succinct. It means you might need to prepare your story a little bit. Um, the key things like your siblings and where you grew up, all the way through to how did you get here? Why are you here? And you can include things about your faith and stuff, but we'll use some other discussion questions and promptings to unearth some of those faith formation questions. Things like... Where did you get your calling? What's the role of the Bible in your life? How do we pray? Uh, What does it look like to manage our technology well? And other questions that we can use during our mentor groups as well. But the big key part is that each participant has a night where they share their story. And so if you're together for a year, um, you would hope that in that first six months, every person, your five to ten person group, uh, in those first few months would get to share their story. And it could be a 15 to 20 minute experience of the hour to an hour and a half that you're together. And then you spend some time uh, getting to know each other uh, through these stories. And then tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit about story listening. What does it look like 
for you to identify the fruit of the Spirit in your story? What would it look like for you to, to say, I'm going to think about my story in light of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For against these things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self and its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit. Let's not become arrogant, make each other angry, or jealous of each other. As we become good storytellers, we want to look for the signs of God's Spirit at work in our life. The turns, if you will, the positive turns of love, joy, peace, etc. And also some of the negative turns, the turns where our passions and lusts and desires took over. And so those are hard moments. We may need to be a little bit vulnerable. And so if you're starting the group, you need to model first by telling your story both vulnerably, concisely, and where you note some turns, some positive turns, where you saw the Spirit of God at work in your life. Again, it doesn't have to be overly religious and churchy and focused on your baptism story and and your participation in church. But in the everyday moments of your life and the travels and the schools and the people that you met, the relationships that you formed, the work that you went after, in those things, how did you see the Spirit of God at work in your life manifesting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? Thanks for tuning in to Value Add. For more great conversations and insights, visit valueaddconversations.com.